0: August fourth, twenty twenty three. Here we are, well into the summer now. It's uh, it's like it's all over but the shouting now. So uh, we talked a little bit about it last week. So hats off to those boys uh, who are uh, knee deep, neck deep in conditioning at football camp with your helmets on. Maybe you're starting to thinking about padding up uh, two a days. Uh, Salt pills, p- yeah, not anymore, man. That's uh, that's oh. passe.
1: Oh, is that right? Yeah, okay,
0: man. Yeah, you you had salt pills. I had the era where you, you, they were supposed to give you water, but we still had to beg for it a little bit, and they, uh, you know, you got a little bit scoffed at for wanting so much water. That's mm. crazy. And then when I got to college, we used to weigh in before and after practice, and if I lost too much weight, so the linemen, if you lost too much weight, you had to sit there and drink water till you gained it back, which probably had its own problems. But the, 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 that's how much they stress that you drink water. So times have changed. Okay. And then uh, who is the guy? uh, the big death, it was an NFL player died. I can't remember his name now, but, uh, during of heat stroke as a result of, uh, uh, conditioning stuff, and yeah, you know, he just did, just yeah. did too much. But anyway, it's Common Sense Ohio, and you can check us out at Common Sense Show dot com. If you like what you're hearing, and I think that you do, based on the feedback we're getting, uh, go ahead and like and subscribe and share. What does that mean? It means like, subscribe, and share. Tell your neighbor about it. Tell your friend about it. This is good water cooler stuff. <laughs> um, and if you got uh, a comment for us, again, Common Sense Ohio Show dot com. If you want to check out Norman Brett's blog, you can do that there. Uh, and, you know, if, if you don't know how to subscribe to a podcast by now, we make it real easy. You just go there and click, and I think it'll just take you right to where you need to go. Otherwise, go to wherever you get your podcast and, and do it that way. But uh, without further ado, there's lots going on in the world, in the country, in the state, in the city, in your local towns and villages. It's all happening. We're going to talk about it right here with Common Sense Ohio Norm. Take it from there.
1: Yeah, um, I think uh, it's probably a good time to, at least for me, to sort of, uh, communicate why I do this show, because a lot of people I've been talking to recently are like, well, you're trying to convince me, or you're trying to change my mind. No, no, no. That is, that is not why I'm on this podcast whatsoever. What I'm trying to do my participation, the other two guys have their own reasons and, and they may be the same. They may be different, but my particular, uh, objective is just to stimulate is just a, you know, basically the old Socratic method, right? I'm not trying to convince anybody of anything. I'm simply saying how I feel. And I, and I just want people to perhaps have their brains tickled a little bit, uh, some new information or some information from a different perspective. So, um, I'm not here to change anybody's mind. If, if your mind is changed, uh, great. If it's not, hey, we're here to entertain. I'm here to entertain. I'm here to, uh, you know, convey uh, information and stimulate you for further study, further analysis. And I'm happy if I do that much.
0: Well, I think uh, that's a great point. And I think mm-hmm. that, Brett, you, you can appreciate this because I think you and I have shared this conversation numerous times that podcasting, what happens here at the round table at Channel 511 is exactly that. You know, you, you may come in thinking you know uh, what you're talking about, you will always leave a little bit uh, uh, tweaked one way or another, stimulated in a way perhaps that we have lost uh, heretofore yeah. in our country.
2: And as long as you allow yourself to learn a little bit too. Yeah, open your eyes. Because you cannot be 100% no. completely correct. No. Like how many times have we proven norm wrong?
0: <laughs>
2: i was born wrong
0: <laughs> no you're exactly right i have i have changed my thoughts midstream in a conversation sure. while recording down here
1: absolutely right. too.
0: and and if you're too if you're too prideful to use that awful nasty word mm-hmm. uh to let yourself uh go there then shame on you yeah. on, which is the which is really pride right shame. that's right yeah uh, andrew clavin always says that pride is shame in disguise yeah.
2: And Clavin's the master.
0: Yeah. He is, he, the man is incredible. Yeah. incredible.
2: And, and that's interesting that they, that you're getting that feedback on what you do here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because that, that's definitely not our intent. It's no. just us to blow. And right. as I've told you guys off mic and probably on mic too, I learn something from you guys every week.
0: And same here. And, and you know, it's, yeah. uh, if, if their minds are getting changed, it's because they're listening,
2: they're thinking. They're thinking. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, use, if, use the talents God gave you.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and as a trial lawyer, I will say one more thing and then I'll shut up about it. As a trial lawyer, since I've started podcasting and having these sort of long form discussions down here in the studio, it has sharpened my abilities in a courtroom tenfold because hmm. it forces, it, you know, I, there, there's this notion I've thought a lot about this. If like what, when we think, it, it's like you're only getting about half the benefit that you would if you think and talk at the same time because if you can verbalize your thoughts that means you have to force yourself to think through it enough to organize it and if you organize it enough that you can explain it to somebody else then you're almost all the way there And now if, if you organize enough to explain it to somebody else and then they give you feedback and then you can adjust your thought process and then give it back to them well now you're you've, you've accomplished something it sounds a lot like the scientific method that we abandoned back I don't know how many years ago now, Yeah, because the postmodernist, right. But it's like, you know, you start with a premise, disprove it, and then go back to the premise, fix it, and then try to disprove it again. And then it constantly hones. We're never right here. We're only on a journey towards common sense.
1: We're gathering data. You know, it's kind of like the current discussion about uh, the climate. You know, it's hot in the summer. There's this really bright round thing. Up in the sky that we see, you know, half of the twenty-four hour period, and yeah. we get all of our heat from that thing, right? That's that's where the heat on the Earth comes from. And yes, the uh, the uh, obviously the atmosphere can be denser; it can be, you know, filtered from various chemicals, whether from volcanoes or from mankind, and all of that. But we only have like you know, to Steve's point about gathering data and then making the conclusions rather than coming to a conclusion first and then, you know, sc- scampering around to find data to support a conclusion you've already drawn is bass, bass, backwards. Well, right? this
0: is, this is relevant for some news that happened this week. You know, it sort of came out or it is now emerged through congressional uh, hearings. I think, in fact, Jim Jordan released information Uh, It might have been notes, I believe, from a meeting that the Biden White House had with Facebook and some of the other social media platforms uh, back in the COVID days, telling them to squelch and downplay or whatever, downservice or (laughs) or shadow ban, rather. Yeah. uh, Certain organizations that were... uh, promoting viewpoints that were contrary to, even if those viewpoints weren't like extreme, you know, just anybody right. that questioned it, right. um uh, Suppre- Suppress they're suppressing right. alternate viewpoints. And, you know, if you're not like here, if, if you're offended by what we're saying, um, you know, I'm not sorry about that. Uh, come in here and let's talk about it. And, you know, if you're offended so much that you can't talk rationally about it, well, then you're not welcome. If you're, if you're offended <clears throat> and you're, you're like, wait a minute, he's not right about that. Well, send us a note, come on in, have a discussion. Yeah. You know, we don't, I, I I love it, in fact. I mean, it's like oh, that. Right. And this is what I got to start talking about with you, Brett. It's like when, when you engage people at a, at a sort of a, a communal level like we do here, uh, it is amazing the parts of your brain that opens up. And, uh, you know, people on, I've seen people on complete opposite ends of the political spectrum down here, and you wouldn't even guess it.
1: Yeah, the mm-hmm. uh, what you're talking about, the Facebook files that Jordan released and he's modeling that after the Twitter files, right, mm. you know, that Taibi and the other journalists mm. uh, disgorged. Um, so now there's Facebook files. And as Steve pointed out, not only COVID, but also White House positions, so political positions that the White House wanted to, you know, spread. Uh, to have adopted by the population right. uh, you know things like uh, the Hunter's laptop and Joe's grandchildren. And, right,
0: which are impacting election results. That's right. So And Pravda went right along. I mean, Facebook went right along with it. Went,
1: <laughs> went right along with it. And what they were doing is White House officials were holding over Zuckerberg's head this uh, Section 2... Section 230. Whatever thank you, it was, 230, yeah. okay. and basically saying, you'll do this right? Or we have ways to throttle you through the regulatory system and take away some of your So you know, section immutities.
0: 230, we've talked about here, but we'll just give a quick recap. What that is, is basically it gives the social media platforms immunity from lawsuits and things like defamation. So for instance, if you're a bulletin board and you put up a bulletin board in public or say a telephone pole and people start putting up notes and those notes become defamatory, the person who owns the pole generally can't be sued if, if, they're not monitoring the content. So yeah. as soon as you start monitoring the content, like a newspaper, for instance, and you, you get to you have control editorial control over what is published. Well, now all of a sudden that that kind of intervention or that kind of you know, that hands on will give somebody standing to sue you. Yeah. The the social media platforms heretofore under Section thirty have been treated like the bulletin board. Where it it look Norm, you can post something up there that calls Brett a no good rotten sob. That uh, that likes bestiality and it's not true. So Brett could sue uh, if 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 you didn't have that immunity, Brett could sue Facebook uh, for that. Yeah. Um. And that's an enormous that's an enormous lever of control over social media because and if they, they, they were, lose that, they're going to start going to court every day.
1: Yeah. And that's that's what they that's what was revealed in the in the Facebook files is yeah. that they were leveraging that against Facebook, threatening Facebook and. And uh, and then Facebook uh, capitulated, and all this is secret behind the scenes,
0: yeah, meetings. And, These are like closed door meetings. Well, and Notes emerged,
1: and what and and you know what is heinous about that, of course, is as we just had the Supreme Court decision. Right, you cannot you cannot offload to the private sector s- official government censorship. You know, you can't you can't delegate that to the private sector by force or by coercion. And that's, you know, that is exactly what has been going on.
0: Yeah. These, and and look, people have to understand that this is going on, not just in things like First Amendment, this goes on in banking. It goes on in local, in businesses, the auto industry, Um, anything that the government wants to regulate, they do so through the back door. They do so through something called conditional spending. I think there's an old case called South Dakota versus Dole that says you, you know, the government can withhold spending in order to uh, create a lever of control over what the states do um and, and, and you know don't 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 minimize how significant that can be Oh,
1: Steve you know to your point like when Obama was president he forced uh Chase Bank J.D uh, uh, J what is it JP Morgan Chase J.P. J.P. Yeah. JP Morgan Chase but I'm trying to think Diamond, whatever uh, it's John word. uh my, gosh can not think yeah. of his first yeah, name but, yeah, but anyway, anyway uh, Jamie Jamie, 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 Jamie Diamond go. thank uh, you they forced him during the sub uh, prime crisis yeah you bet to buy all those uh, defunct uh, mortgages
0: well it, there's a great book on this Thomas Sowell, my hero wrote a book on this and uh, he talks about what caused the mortgage crisis and it's really fascinating and you know like like you, like you like you might guess it's not the evil business guys although they were probably complicit at times and it's not just the banks although they were complicit at times it all originated with bad government policy yeah, right all of it Right. And if then the government could, turned their back and said, "Well, you." They blamed everybody else. Of course, if you pay.
1: could fog a mirror, if you know, adults who were around back then could tell that, you know kids now that are grown up. They but they could relate that back in the days when mortgages were basically, if you could fog a mirror, right, you could get a mortgage. It was it was unbelievable. You didn't. They didn't really look into you know your earnings capability or your credit history
0: you're talking I'm, back during the subprime days, during the, yeah, subprime the, day. the late 90s early 2000s and
1: that was that was driven by clinton obama policies bush. on housing and, and, and bush. Br- absolutely and bush yeah. and it you know and, and the idea was hey you know it's a right of 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 the american citizen to to get their own well, house
0: before that what you had going on it's is crazy you uh and thomas sold did a study of this and i'll butcher the book so go read it I, I'll, I'll even come up with the name maybe and put it in the <clears> website but Uh, So you had bad policy out of the coastal cities that basically made land a commodity and it was environmental type policy. Right. But it wasn't really just environmental policy. It was like the very wealthy people didn't want houses being built next to their property. So they started to do things like uh, deed restrict or or, uh, covenants on neighborhoods. Uh, communities, anybody who's lived in a homeowners association understands this, the lots had to be like certain sizes. So all of a sudden, if your lot was one acre, now it's got to be 10 mm-hmm. and they do it under the guise like, we're going to preserve the beauty of the land. Well, guess what that does? That creates scarcity of land. So land prices go up and Sol did a study on this and he said, look, the the cost of labor really hasn't gone up. The cost of materials really hasn't gone up. What's really gone up is the cost of land, so that's driving the housing prices up at the coastal cities. So it started in New York, uh, in you know Rhode Island, all the city you can imagine, California. Um, so then people couldn't afford houses, and because people couldn't afford houses, everybody deserves a mortgage, right? And now, yeah. uh, and if people can't afford houses, what they think, they were blaming the banks for not giving loans to people who couldn't afford houses, rather than bad policy from the outset that drove the housing prices up, uh, supported by the government, by the way, under yeah. the guise of environmental protection. And you know you could say that's a good cause, but at least say that's why it happened. Yeah, these mortgages um, right.
1: were backed by Fannie Mae, Freddie
0: Mac, and then all the Congress, half of Congress was was working on the board of Freddie Mae and right. Freddie Mac, like their spouses and cousins and uncles were getting great mortgages. Yeah. I mean, it was so corrupt.
1: That's right. It and and these the movies about all this and the popular culture about all this would lead you to think it was bankers. You know that they were they they were the fraudsters. They were only half of this.
0: They 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 did their part. They did their part. Not until well into the game, yeah. you know, because there was a thing, you know, there was a thing that the private sector came up with, the 30-year fixed mortgage. And I don't know the full history of this, but I know this, is that to get a 30-year fixed mor- mortgage used to mean something. <laughs> it used yeah. to mean that you had a yeah. stable job. That's right. That you had the ability to pay it back. You had good credit history. You had, you know, you're a certain age. You were buying a house that you could afford. I mean, it meant something to your grandfather to get a house on a 30-year fixed note and it meant, you know, it was the life mortgage, you know, it was the gauge sure. of your life. You would, you would pay it back over your life and you'd own your house.
1: And it was on the bank. I like, it wasn't federally backed. That's right. The
0: banks came up with it to protect themselves, to protect themselves. Right. They did underwriting. They did their research. They didn't give people loans who couldn't pay them back. And you know, the, the government turned around and said, well, that's got, that's discriminatory because there's certain races that aren't getting loans or certain classes of people that can't get loans. And you know, it, it, if you, not everybody should have a loan. Because not everybody's capable of paying it back,
2: right?
1: And that's why they were subprime. Right. They they were they were mortgages given to people that the banks and anybody rational looking at at that applicant doesn't matter their color or gender or anything. Just looking at the numbers, if you're just doing the math and you're looking at that person's credit history and you're and you're just making a scientific conclusion. Oh yeah, the likelihood of this particular person paying back this mortgage. Is maybe five percent? I mean, they're they're going to default.
0: I remember back in those days on the phone. I remember the I remember where I was sitting and I remember the phone call. I can't remember the guy's name, but he was a mortgage hustler. Yeah, and I was I I remodeled a house here in Columbus, and I was looking to get a loan, and he lent me, you know, back in those days, it was like a, it was a jumbo at three hundred thousand plus. They lent me like three hundred thousand plus interest only on a telephone call. It was crazy, oh, man. On a telephone call. Yeah. And, and that was some papers I had to sign and authorize, but, right. you know, maybe a tax return and a telephone call. Right. And that was it. No underwriting whatsoever. Right. And I remember thinking at the time, man, interest only, if I do that and I actually pay it like it's a third, what I did is in my head, I amortized mm-hmm. over 30 and I paid the 30 year payment. So I was treating it like that, but my, mm-hmm. it was, I was getting, you know, I paid it off quickly. Well, Steve, they had
1: companies, you know, to, to you know, to ping off of your story, they had companies with names like Rocket Mortgage. Mm-hmm. And the whole point was you could be online. You could fire up their app, be online, and get a mortgage like a rocket, yeah. right? Like in five minutes. No
0: paper loans.
1: 100000 bucks in five minutes based on your signature.
0: No income verification. No nothing. Now, fast forward. In 2010, 2011, I bought a condo um, after my life changed. Lots of us have had our life changes through divorce, but that happened to me. And I bought a little, I bought a little condo and the condo was like, uh, you know, a hundred thousand. Yeah. And I, to get that loan, which frankly, I could have like, I, I could have liquidated a retirement account or something and paid a good chunk of it. But just to get a 30 year fixed on my condo at that time, it took, it took two months right. of underwriting to it get it. It went from
1: one extreme to the
0: other. And it was insane. And, and
1: I, that, now I'm hearing Steve, It's like, back. For, yeah, for people that want to try to get a loan now, it's very difficult. Yeah, it, yeah.
0: it's it's a am yeah. it, dealing with it right now on a commercial loan, and it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. It's hard. Yeah, it's very hard. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we've... we've well, um,
1: hey, uh, I think we got to talk a little bit about the J6 indictments on Trump. I, I, I'm fascinated by two legal experts, both of whom I really respect. So Jonathan Turley, law professor, very renowned uh, liberal guy, uh, he says that basically the four indictments, uh, which were, uh, you know, Trump pled not guilty to yesterday uh, in federal court, he says those four indictments are essentially First Amendment cases that, um, you know, it, it, in his legal analysis, even though the indictments themselves say, no, it's not about the First Amendment, Turley says, yes, it is. Because at the end of the day, you are to drill into Donald Trump's head and figure out did he really believe the election was subject to machinations and and voting violations and election law uh, uh, violations and and basically fraud in the in the voting process. And yet, on the other hand, Trump's own attorney general at the time, Bill Barr, Says, no, 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 it's not a first, mi- it, that's not a valid defense for Trump. So um, well, I'm fascinated by it. Both things mm-hmm.
0: are true. I think both things are true. It reminds me, you know, it, it, people know I love the classics, but uh, if anybody who's ever read Shakespeare has, has and maybe Ju- Julius Caesar, there are two funeral speeches, one by Mark Antony. I think it's Mark Antony's funeral speech where he says, I have not come here to praise Caesar. I've come to bury him. And then he goes on and praises Caesar for the next 15 minutes. Um, You know, I don't need to tell you how great he was. I don't need to tell you that he did this. I don't need to tell you all this stuff. You know, you guys know all that. And I've used that technique in a courtroom many times. You know, it's like, I don't need to tell you what makes people lie.
1: Um, I'm not going to go into that. (laughs) Right,
0: right,
2: right. right. Uh, But that's what this
0: indictment sort of does. It's like on its face, it says, we respect the First Amendment. You know, this isn't a First Amendment problem. And we're not going to go to, you know, we're not prosecuting for things that were said, and then they go on and prosecute for things that were said. Because, uh, you know, what Barr's point is, on the other hand, is that you can define this in a way narrowly where they're prosecuting things people say, but uh, Barr would say, well, look, fraud isn't protected speech or lies and uh, and conspirac- conspiratorial statements to commit a crime aren't protected. And, you know, and we do prosecute those things uh, regularly. But, you know, this is like uh, if Trump thought he was telling the truth here and if Trump believed that the election, even in good, it doesn't even have to be necessarily in good faith, maybe even just subjectively believed um, that the election was stolen or that there was fraud in the election. And that's what that was his platform. You know, you got to protect that speech and to to criminalize it uh, in the way they did is, well, first of all, I'm not look, I'm no I, I haven't done the research, but I would take a guess that nobody has been prosecuted for something similar ever, that this is like ballot stuffing type crime that people like where people are caught with truckloads of, of ballots, you know, sort of like maybe in Michigan where they ended up in somebody's locker, you know, that, that might be, that's, that's what these things are about. It's not like this abstract, you know, let's go, let's go fight this election. Right. And then, you know, Trump, I've always said this about this, about the challenges. People say, well, he tried to disenfranchise the entire country. It's like, no, BS. He went to court and he lost. <laughs> he I mean, went to court and he, he lost. Right, yeah. Right. You yeah. know, that what would you what like that's and, and you could say he shouldn't have, they were frivolous. And maybe some of them were, maybe some of them weren't. Maybe they jumped the gun. Maybe they were just uh ideologues who had uh extreme theories they believed but were wrong. Maybe some of them even didn't believe him. But look, if you're gonna impugn lawyers for going to champion causes in court that they don't believe in, then, you know, you're gonna get rid of all the lawyers. You know, yeah. you know, I, I would, I would think it'd be,
2: you know, another versus, Shakespeare yeah, reference. Yeah, First kill all the lawyers. You go. Yeah, exactly. Rather than go after what he says, when I go after, which they are though, after actions. Yeah. Right. What did he? Okay, he said this publicly, but he yeah. did this though. He did this. He yeah. did, and, it's, and, and we've talked about those. Yeah. Right. You know that he did, and then let's let's look at the the, the value of those actions versus words. What what? And and say if were the actions. Trump's Wrong. Saying, yeah, the problem. I, though, politically, Indictable. Speaking,
0: yes. And the problem, politically speaking, though, is going to be this is an indictment in D.C. And this is one of those where it matters where your jury pool is coming from. The whole because, big time, yeah. you yeah. know, if yeah. you put 12 folks in the box that hate Trump, he's going to get convicted. He'll get convicted of, of you know, whatever. They yeah, don't care. Right. Uh, and I've been in situations like that uh, several times in, in a courtroom where you just know that you've got a good defense, but it ain't going to work where you are and we talked about this a little bit with Derek Chauvin last week or a couple yeah. weeks ago about his appeal, that, you know, this is one of those where that matters. Like, if you indict the same case in Ohio or in, um, you know, pick a different state.
1: Well, well, well like Tennessee, the doc, the documents case down in Miami, right? That's a perfect example.
0: Yeah, that, that might get different play down there. That's right. And then, you know, the other thing that offends me, not even irrespective of whether it's Trump or whoever, hmm. is you get this AUSA up there on his pulpit slamming down his fist saying we demand a speedy trial and we want fast justice after they investigated for what, two, two and a half years. Yeah. Um, and shame on him for that. You know, Norm, you and I have actually debated about this a little bit about what kind of time it takes to put together a meaningful criminal defense. Like we on the criminal defense side don't have an FBI. We don't have like hundreds of staffers to say, Hey, look, Hey, can you go dissect all these statements and, and get them organized for me? Like, no, that, that falls on us. And at the same time, on the private sector, we have other cases too. So it, it, to say that they're going to get this thing ready to go in ninety days. No way. Is and if the judge forces that hand, it will get reversed. You can't yeah. you can't okay. if, you, you can't do it.
1: And the and the the same prosecutor that Steve is referencing, uh, this Jack Smith guy, he admitted just uh, this past week that he did not fully disclose. What is it? The Brady uh, thing where you've got to disclose everything that is exculpating. Yeah, to Brady the defense. versus Maryland. Yeah. That's yeah. Funny. And he didn't, he said, Oh, oops, we didn't give them all the video. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, of the, of the Trump, of the j stuff yeah. uh, uh, down in, down in the Florida, oh, down in the Florida thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, that, that we did not give them all the video of the FBI search. So,
0: uh, you know, it's interesting that it's coming up the way it's coming up because the case law on this all goes back to due process of law, you know, this 14th and a lot of this, a lot of this is sort of on the heels of the anti-slavery amendments. Yeah. Um, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16, yeah. I think yeah. sixteen. Um, but you know, under the due process clause in, in, in federal court, if it's direct in federal court, it'd be the fifth amendment, um, you have a right to a fair trial. You have a right to, to be treated with due process law. And that has been interpreted to mean you have a right to present a meaningful defense. And that means you have to have an opportunity to present a meaningful defense at a trial where you have, uh, where you're not hamstrung <clears throat> by bad government policy. And all these cases, like there's, there's old case law that comes out, uh, like in Ray Winship, um, you know, you could even go back as far as, um, um, you know, there's like Davis versus. Aladdin. There's there's a bunch of cases. A lot of them came out of the South, and they came out of the South because of unfair prosecutions on minorities, on black folks down there under the Jim Crow uh, yeah. type of prosecutions, where they would just they say, "All right, we don't care, you know, Mister Black guy, charged with crime. You're going to trial next week, and we don't. You're not even going to get yeah. a lawyer." Yeah, and, and it, it's funny to hear this AUSA. Almost in the from the opposite angle, saying, "Yeah, we're going to rush this. We're going to rush this through. And look, and and it's so painfully obvious why they want to rush it through. Absolutely, because the man's running for president. and And look at it from a bigger picture. Trump has got a defense going, right or wrong. He's defending four different cases now. I think think.
1: forty plus indictments, separate." Charges. And, yeah, charges. But the, he's got four different cases. And the cases. three different, yeah, and the four different cases. Because he's got yeah.
0: Georgia coming, he's got New York now, yeah. and he's, or we think Georgia's coming. We've got Florida, and, and then New York it'll, and be, now DC.
1: it'll be like 50 charges. So, and it, they want to. When and, that happens.
0: So imagine the resources necessary to defend those cases. Oh my and God. then saying right. in D.C., we're going to drop an indictment, and put you on trial in 90 days. Yeah. And probably one of the. I um, think how many witnesses there are? I well, think, the, I think one, how many were there? That one day. of the yeah. Trump
1: defense attorneys on these Jan 6 things said one of their strategies i mean this was beautiful that he announced this as steve mentions you know like you get to do discovery they are going to present as part of their defense all dinesh d'Souza's 2 000 mules right, same, i, I mean yep. dude this is going to be a clinic on election fraud they I, are going to roll out every theory to show why trump rightfully believed it Oh, thank you. you. you that's bet. right.
0: And I texted uh, hmm. I, the exchequer, checker Jay. You know, he, he was on this and he's like, this stuff will never come out. This stuff will never. Come. I said, you know, look, if there was actual fraud, if the machines were rigged, if any of that happened, let look, lawyers, are, lawyers work for money and, you know, we're a bunch of shills for, for the cause of money. But, you know, that's a pretty powerful motivating force. And, you know, I, I hadn't really thought about it at the time. Uh, I was thinking like in the in the course of civil litigation, you would use depositions and civil discovery to get stuff. But now I texted him the other day to to uh, your point here, Norm, which is, I said, you know, if I were representing Trump, we have something called the compulsory process clause of the Sixth Amendment. And, you know, the Sixth Amendment says you have a right to a trial by jury. You have a right to confront your accusers. You have a right to compulsory process. And what that means is subpoena power. Everybody and their mother would be getting a subpoena about this crap. Oh, big time! I would be the Biden White House would be getting subpoenas about the, what they did to uh, orchestrate this. I would want to know why the National Guard wasn't deployed that day. I would want to like it, oh, it would yeah. be game on, Game on. records requests, subpoenas, everything. Right, and I would, and it is coming out.
1: It's, I mean, they coming out. His lawyers are just going to hammer all of the fraud that they can do, even if it's not proven. It's, it's proof that somebody would rightfully question.
0: He asked, they have to, this is one of those where, and I, I've heard commentators get this wrong. They say, It was actually, I think Shapiro says a lot, you know, you can never prove anything that requires uh, intent out of Trump because, you know, he, he, he always believes. He's sort of wrong about that most of the time because intent in criminal law doesn't mean that you intended the ultimate consequence. You have to, the, the mental element usually is related to the action. Yeah. So my intent is to swing my arm not break your nose. Yeah. There's a subtle difference in 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 criminal philosophy, but right. it it exists. There's some exceptions, and this may be one where like self-defense is one too, where you have a reasonable and honest belief that your life's in danger, you can use self-defense. Yeah. So now it matters what Trump thinks. And and this is one where if he believed that uh that there was fraud, right. you can't prosecute him for Acting on that, yeah. So, you know, you, so,
2: so I was going to say. And now my mind goes this way. So let's let's say the man just absorbed every bit of information around him. That's right. And he had, 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 had questions. Let's say he had bad players around him. You bet. Bad advice. Bad advice. And the news media feeding him this crap every yep, day. You if, if you know Fox News, I don't mean crap. I should you know the, the, the misinformation or truth, whatever it is. Well, so so the man un, man is yeah okay. Let's put Unverified it under And he's absorbing this every day sure. that he's just a shill in this whole thing. Well, well, the election, he could be proven that that. he's not the cause
0: of it. He is just a victim of
2: it. He's a victim of all of this, that he had no time to research it. He's just absorbing and maybe by design.
1: You have to remember the election was only 60 days prior to January 6th. So it was only only two months old and none of the litigation, none of the processes were complete yet. Right. So Carrie Lake's uh, lawsuit against uh, the uh, Arizona election, Mm -hmm. for example, because she was running for governor. Right. And she says she was disenfranchised. Well, that just recently got completed here in twenty twenty three.
2: Yeah. Yeah. and, and, Yeah. and, and, And we know that Fox News. Was oh, his know. his resource for news? I'm not. I'm just trying to give him a benefit of the doubt that he maybe. could be a sponge. For this don't this don't is think. extreme. Look, this Fox is extreme.
0: News was pushing stuff. Trump was so. This is you know. On the one hand, maybe, you're correct. Maybe. On the other hand, yeah, you know maybe. you can't have selective. Yeah. Uh,
1: he had a lot of other advisors. Oh, he did. Yeah. I'm sure. just saying for one percent. source in the yeah. indictment, yeah. for example, it cites Mike Pence saying that uh Trump. Uh, told him he was too honest. Well, I I think what Trump meant by that is, Mike, you're naive. You believe that the election system couldn't be fraudulent, right? You're too honest because you don't think that way. But there's bad actors, Mike, who would steal the election. Oh, sure. And and we saw the the movie 2,000 Mules using geo... Now, that Trump wasn't being, you know... (laughs) Dinesh D'Souza hadn't come out with a movie. None of the geolocation... Uh, research was complete by January 6th. He didn't have any of that, but he had a hunch that shenanigans like that were going on.
0: Now here's where Trump has some problems is that, you know, Pence did not have authority to change this election in Congress that day. You know, and and there was this push. A lot of people are saying, "Well, he's got the constitutional authority." He's just like, "Yeah, not it's, really. It's fuzzy. It wasn't even fuzzy." The answer is no.
1: Well, no, no. It, it, the Constitution doesn't say the vice president can throw out that, but it does say he shall count the votes. So it is a little fuzzy. It, I've heard constitutional you can in, you can see argument. It that way. That's right. You know, how does he count the votes? Uh, does he count votes as legit, non-legit?
0: Uh, it's it's it, it, a that that was saying, a stretch of the highest order to think to, to put it on Pence and he's still doing it he's still putting on Pence and Pence is they're they're at odds on this still today. I well,
1: I've I, I, I've heard I've heard hey, I'm not and I'm not taking a side on this argument. I've just heard it argued both ways by constitutional mm-hmm. scholars. But my not point really?
0: is my point is this: if you even if you have it that way. How long ago was it that Biden was signing an executive order at the same time he's saying, I know I'm not I know this is going to get reversed. I can't do this. This I, this is against, yes, this is unconstitutional. Right. I'm just going to do it anyway and let right. them reverse it. You know, it's like right. Biden is doing the same thing. And it's not a what about ism. The point is, is that you, it, the point is the selectiveness of this. Well, you do so You do the hypocrisy of it is so obvious,
1: and people don't remember back in 2016 when Hillary lost to Trump. Well,
0: plus that, right?
1: Right, that there were Democrats calling for the electors to violate their pledge and their promise to vote. That's right. So, the very thing that Trump was asking electors to do, change their votes, right? This so called conspiracy, it was okay when the Democrats
0: did it. Well. And we spent four years or three and a half years. Was it three and a half of the Russia hoax where the, there was this allegation of Russian collusion with Trump. And it's like, it was complete utter nonsense. But in the election,
1: but in the election, in the election context, which is what this January. You're correct.
0: The, the, they did not want to certify the electoral college. So Al Al Gore
1: hmm. took his argument all the way to the Supreme court, Hillary and uh, Stacey Abrams, never conceded their two elections right the the governorship of Georgia and Hillary running for president she never conceded her books say the election was stolen from her yep you know basically all the same verbiage that Trump used they used but it somehow it doesn't they count they turn
0: on prosecute Trump for it. this is a bad look you know this is a really bad look and you know i fear that trump is 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 in danger in dc on this one yeah and uh, because it's DC, yeah, and uh, you know w- we'll see how it plays. We'll out. see but how it plays. It's, out. Um, we're on a path of almost certain destruction if this doesn't change. So, you know, so if, if we can prosecute our political enemies. So then we got problems. So
1: yeah. bouncing off this another January sixth um, story that it this doesn't involve Trump, but yesterday it, part of an interview released. Uh, now this was. Aired, or this was not this was a an interview that Tucker Carlson had done with the then police chief of the Capitol police, a man named Stephen Sund. So he was the chief of the Capitol Police on January sixth. He resigned on January seventh mm-hmm. the next day. This is an interview that he did with Tucker that Fox refused to air and it is now leaking out bit by bit. One of the things he says in the interview to Tucker, this just blows the lid off of the whole thing. He is questioning. He 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 doesn't say he doesn't come to a conclusion, but he is questioning this police chief, Stephen Sun, why when he requested things like intelligence before January 6th, he wanted the National Guard on station. He wanted information from the CIA, NSA, FBI, all the three letter agencies. Is, is there any credible uh, threat? Do you have any intel about a possible attacks, riots, organized mayhem on January 6th? Oh, no. Around the ring, around the table, the big conference table, he got no, 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 no. We have no intel. It turns out now that they had a shit ton of intel, right? So he is asking, as the police chief of the Capitol Police, who who were blamed, right, Mm -hmm. for not handling the riot correctly, because they opened doors, they let people in, they did what they had to do to try to keep the violence to a minimum. So he, he resigned the next day, and now he's questioning, well, wait a minute, it's come out now, here we are two years plus later, all this intel they had, but they didn't want me to act on it. They didn't want to take action. Is that because they wanted a riot? You know, I mean, was it a conspiracy to have violence happen on January 6th? That's what the police chief of the Capitol Police is now asking. That's huge. That's huge. And if you don't think if you don't think that's going to be used in this trial coming up, you know, you're you're insane.
2: But, but, But that's against Trump, though. No. That's not because a good, if he no, knew Nancy right.
1: Pelosi was, was in charge of oh, the Pelosi no. was in charge Oh, oh OK, OK. I missed
2: no, no, a step. No, no, no. I it, missed a step. It, it may step.
0: have come from okay. the White House a request to have the National Guard. I can't remember. It I thought there yeah. was. That's At right. least we've
1: talked about that That's here. Right. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember. And all the yeah. experts said, no, no, no. We got this handled.
0: Yeah, D.C. police have this handled. And, you know. I, I have a saying that, that it's not my saying, but you hear it all the times, like don't attribute it to malintent, which you can explain with gross incompetence, but this one sort of stretches the bounds out a little bit. You sort of wonder, it's like, hold on a second, yeah. y- you know that January 6th is going to happen. Why on earth would you not deploy right. the army? Right. You know, it's like, now the other side's going to say, well, wait a minute, You know, we don't want to have a military state. We don't want to have uh, that kind of security, but- it, I think if they felt, I think there's there's an easy world you could create that they would have had those people deployed. And all you have to do is look on January 7 when they put a fence up around the White House. And, you and, know. and for that, most <laughs> and of
2: that year military. had a fence, right. if they still do. Right. So well, well, then it's okay to have a... Yeah, yeah. Look, right. at,
1: look at all of the spinning and all of the exploitation of the riot on January 6 that they got out of it. And Nancy Pelosi's you no know, They're still milking it. They're still milking And that'll be, you know, we've got to protect the, you know, we got to protect the nation against uh, insurrection. I mean, that'll be the big thing coming up this election. That's going to be, you know, we got to protect democracy, right? Against the proud boys and against, you know, Right. right. So they're going to milk this thing even more this coming election. And to think that Nancy Pelosi couldn't think a couple steps ahead, like a chess player. Like if we don't have really tight policing on January 6th, these Trump people are so pissed off about the election, I'm pretty sure they're going to do something stupid. And they did. And she knew that they would. And that's what this police chief is saying. Well,
2: whether she knew
0: is it, she didn't. You not know. You have to
2: go that far. Or she rolled the she dice hoped. and just kind of going, oh, let's yeah, see, she see how it right. plays out. Yeah, let's yeah. see if they do but something If does it doesn't, we're good. If it does, well, yeah, and then we we're get to, then two people die. Yeah. And then yeah. we get
1: to uh, we get to impeach Trump a second time, which yeah. they
0: did. Which they did. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, yeah. you know, and he called this this police chief in the interview said he called for the national guard right then, right on, and they did not come for another two hours. And he's like, really?
0: Yeah. Well, it's, wow. it, there's going to be a lot of facts that emerge out of this. And, you know, the one thing you get when you defend a case, everybody says, "Oh, these defendants have too many rights. Well, you don't have too many rights, but you do have your rights and you have a right to subpoena process and you have a right to present a defense. And, uh, if I, if I had this case, that's where I'd be going. That's right. where I'd be going. So. Yeah. Hmm. So what? Uh, so you want LeBron James? Let's to talk school, to, yeah. school with your kids,
1: Steve. Why don't you take that? You you had some info on that. What do you well, think? Well, I
0: didn't know much about it, and I, I saw the story that hmm. came out. It's like LeBron James back what, two or three years ago said, "We're gonna we're gonna redo schooling. We're gonna we're gonna create okay. a school where grades aren't so important, where where you don't need to have these achievements, where you don't need to." to test in a certain way. You don't need to do it. And it's been a complete utter debacle, apparently. I guess this is up in Akron. Is it Akron?
1: Yes, his hometown.
0: Yeah, yes. so up in Akron, he founded a school on these new, sort of, quote, new and modern progressive principles.
1: 1,200 students. It's yeah. not an insignificant number of
0: students. And how many, like the... the
1: Zero in the last three years. It has has
0: passed the basic. The math, math.
1: the math proficiency now, test.
0: Now, I know what they're going to say. They're going to say, well, you know, that's because that's biased culturally. But no, LeBron, like the, the founders basically guaranteed that they are, ki- we're going to do it this way and our kids are going to be better for it and we're going to be right. able to pass all these things. That's right. um, The standard reading, the standard math, the standard <clears throat> whatever. And uh, We're going to blow it away. It's been a complete, utter debacle. Right. A complete debacle.
1: Because math is racist and we're going to teach it a different way. Well, I don't know how you teach math a different way. Two plus two equals four. Yeah, you whether you're a, a Klansman or whether you're Jesus, it doesn't matter. Two plus two equals four. It, it can't be racist.
0: I find it racist to suggest that math is racist. It, completely. If you were saying that because of the color of your skin, you are somehow innately incapable of understanding mathematics,
1: That's that is the most
0: racist proposition right. I've heard in a long time.
1: Tell that to George Washington Carver yeah. or any other... African-American scientist, you know, uh, Neil deGrasse, whatever his name yeah. is, the, the physicist. I well, mean, give, anybody give, give, who's give passed me a, a math class. I all mean, of look, them, you don't ma'am. have to be
0: white to pass a damn math class. And, and look, I mean, what you also so I'm, fe- I'm a little bit, I'm hurt. Uh, maybe I need a safe space <laughs> Jeez. because I was terrible at math. So I, I am feeling a little bit uh, compromised here, guys. I
1: had to work my ass off to pass trig. Yeah, I, I, um, no question. It I was, could
0: pass. Believe it or not, I was good at it. I was okay at geometry and trig. Yeah. You got me to like the, the real math, though, when you got to... Calc yeah God. right yeah, yeah. And, and most of it's because i have adhd and I, I looking back i i just there's no way I, was, I looked at that homework and i just saw these blurry numbers mm-hmm. and i was like i'm not doing this let's go drink and
1: <laughs> x you know, y divided by z and yeah, to the just, power of 10 and when i know,
0: when i got yeah. to, when i was able to focus on it and really zero in it was sort of interesting to me but only for like 20 minutes and i was off again <laughs> but uh it, it, I, i'm white in fact <laughs> yeah. yeah right like right, I, right. White. I, and, and so maybe it's not just your race folks maybe certain people are good at math certain people are better at reading some of us are better at art some of us are better at uh, science we're all individual people folks right and you know well it is a shame on you lebron for suggesting that your own race is, is culturally bad at math
1: well it is it has come out i mean this discussion is very fruitful so for example, in the Columbus City Schools, which is Ohio's largest population school district, Columbus City Schools, largest school district in the state, they have a 75% graduation rate. And you would say, okay, three out of four graduate. But only nineteen percent pass the math proficiency test. So you gotta ask yourself, why would you gra- why would you give a diploma? to the 80% who did 80 more than 80% who cannot be proficient in math how how are they gra- i mean there is a disconnect here between you're just you're just releasing these students from the burden of having to learn math so that they're functional citizens out in the world you are disenfranchising those you're robbing those students of something they need to know that their ohio constitution provides that there be an adequate education of every child in Ohio and the Columbus city schools are putting out more than 80% who can't pass the math proficiency test. And and look,
0: it's not lost on me that statistically you might have more minorities doing poorly in school than, than otherwise. And to me, it just, I can't accept that's because of their
2: race. I think, you know, there's
0: something else going on and it's not because of the way it's being taught. Actually it might be because of the way it's being taught. Well, it, it, oh, it can right.
2: be It can be the atmosphere too. So, the, it's just home,
0: like
2: right, exactly environment. Well, and just like you said too, how much concentration it takes to do math for some people, a yep. lot of people. Yep. And if you don't have the atmosphere, the culture to be able to focus on math for, let's say, twenty minutes, yep. you're not ever going to pass a math proficiency test I was just, because you can't. You can't, can't, can't do it because it, it, it takes a lot of brain power for math. It just does. I was just talking to my.
0: Uh, my youngest son, who's now sixteen, and uh, you know, we were talking, looking back, he's like, "What, what did Dad do for me?" <laughs> you know, it's one of those kind. What would you ever do for me? It's like I was like, "Well, you know what? I can tell you what I didn't do. I didn't just give you ice cream every day. And one of the things I did do is that. Do you remember sitting on the couch and I would drill you every day with the multiplication tables, and you had to memorize those things and go into school and be able to recite them. And had I have not done that, he, you wouldn't know them. He wouldn't know them. Um, and And it's like that made the difference, right? Because if you learn that, then you can learn the next thing and you can learn the next thing.
1: So Steve did what Ben Carson's mother did. Ben Carson's mother had three jobs. She scrubbed floors in the inner city and she had two other menial tasks, never graduated from high school, never graduated from college. And she raised one of America's foremost neurosurgeons, Dr. Ben Carson. And what did he do? right? And what did the aunts of Thomas Sowell do? They told them to do just what Steve Palmer told his sons.
0: Sit your ass down and study. Right. Here's some flashcards. Let's go. Um, and that's, that's how I learned them that's as a right. kid. And, you know, I'm not I'm not taking away, like, Brett, you're, you're making a good point here. It's like there is a cultural problem at home yeah. somehow one way, and it's not Light, just black.
2: black exactly, right. white, black, not, purple, green. It doesn't matter. To, it the, just comes down to you've got my, like, so any, let So yeah.
1: let me say the other unpopular thing, okay, that's also cultural, is we have our teachers, by their own design and also by their leadership in the unions, focused on all the wrong stuff. They're focused. So it came out that Columbus Public Schools spent – you know, hundreds of thousands do- of dollars on consultants on woke theories of transsexual, uh, you know, acceptance, right? So our teachers are going to seminars learning that instead of focusing in on, te- instead of doing that, they're teaching the kids, they're not teaching math. They're not focused on the, on the three basic R's anymore at these schools. And so the parents are, you know I, I'm not going to lay it all on the parents it's also the curriculum and what the teachers want to frankly brainwash the kids about and this is why the NAACP in Columbus has come out against the Columbus Public Schools levy they're like the end of, th- this happened just a couple of days ago the local NAACP which represents black people folks if, 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 if you know if you don't know what that it's not the NC2A it's the NAACP okay? they have come out against the school levy put on by Columbus City Schools because, frankly, the education's crap, okay? It's crap. It's not serving the inner-city residents, frankly, which make up the bulk of Columbus City Schools. So they're ticked off just like I am. We may come from different philosophies, and and we may have different um, ultimate goals, but when the constituency itself tells the public school system, your teachers are a mess, your curriculum's a mess, and our children are suffering. I think, hey, we're starting to get on the same page.
0: Yeah, you hmm. want to almost get like uh, I wish Bernie Marino was in Marino More, was in here because he. This is what he was getting at with his. Uh, like how do you fix the college? Or what? What do you really do to help? And it's you don't. You can't compromise the curriculum, particularly on the basics. You can't do it. So you can't just say we're going to pass them all, even though they can't, even though they didn't do the work, you can't do that. No. And at the same time, you have to acknowledge that maybe these kids at home aren't getting the kind of effort that is required in order to meet the curriculum that you've created. Right. So So, tutor them. So you have these, you have these two sort of givens and, What instead of dealing with that problem, they've just gotten rid of one of the givens. We're just going to get rid of the requirement, and that way, you know, they'll just pass and it'll be fine. But that's not good enough, you know. Like uh, you want to say, all right, how do we address this problem? How do we create a a cooperation with the community so the kids at home of all colors of all races are doing their math homework, or doing their reading homework, or doing what they need to do. Right. And and I think if you actually focused on that. And say it's not racist to focus on that. It's a solution to focus on that. You might come up with some better th- some better options that work. And I'm not saying I got all the answers. I mean, it just is. It seems like you don't you don't get rid of the rules in order to solve the problem. You know, you can't do that. No. You, you, yeah. By definition, I guess you get rid of the problem that way, but it still really exists. You've just changed the name of it. Right. So anyway. I agree. Agree. You heard it here first on Common Sense. Online. <laughs> <laughs> We just solved the problems. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. one, one, I'm sure they're going to call us all racist. You mm. know, one
1: of the uh, one of the uh, specific things in the Constitution that uh, can lead to impeachment, and it's it, this word is in the Constitution, it's bribery. It says bribery and other high crimes and misdemeanors. Bribery, bribery, bribery. And the Biden defense... So it went from, I don't know anything about Hunter's activities. Yeah. I never participated. I never talked to anybody. It never came up. Blah, blah, blah. We've heard from liar Joe, right? From when he was running for president to uh, during his presidency that he knew nothing about it. He didn't participate. He didn't anything. Devin Archer comes along and on Monday and testifies um, Oh, uh, or, or Friday. Actually, you attended or participated in 20 plus meetings with Hunter's clients, and it was presented that you're the big guy, you're the Biden brand that we're selling, and the fact that Hunter in the middle of a meeting could take a call or initiate a call to you or from you, right, illustrated to these Burisma execs, the Chinese execs, the Romanian execs, all these people that, hey- We've got this inner connection to Obama's number two guy, right? When when uh, Biden was vice president, we've got this inside track. We can do things for you. So whether there was fraud in the inducement, or whether it was actual inducement, uh, whether it was substantive inducement is irrelevant. It's totally irrelevant.
0: If they, the fact is, actually, it makes it worse. He took bribes. It makes it worse. So here's what here's what their defense mm. is now, and the, there being the. the Sort of the legacy media is saying this that right. oh the Republicans don't have anything that right. Biden if a, at best they were only selling the illusion of some sort of collusion with Biden or the illusion of of, of, uh, of right. access to Biden. Right. The problem with that is Biden was letting it happen, and right. and not only was it letting it happen, I don't know that they. It sure looks this way, and I haven't seen the definitive proof yet. It sure looks this way that Biden let it happen, and the money landed in his bank account. Yes, and that is. So the fact that he deceived the drug dealer to get the to commit the trafficking doesn't change the crime. In fact, it almost makes it a little bit worse. Um, so you're like, you know, you know, a great a great example, Pete Rose, right? So his his defense is, I never bet against myself all right, well, fine. You still bet on baseball and you can't do it. Right. Right. So it's no defense. Right. And he never got his head around that. Biden's, they're sort of pushing that same side of that. Well, you know, he was, he was obviously, he was selling Biden's name, but one, Biden didn't know about it, except he did because he had all these calls and, and meetings. And two, uh, it, he, did, he, he didn't, he didn't do, do anything. anything right yet. He he, and, and that's still so, somewhat up in the air because he fired the prosecutor that was investigating Burisma who was employing his son. So, you know, that's a little bit and uh, bragged about uh, and it, bragged about it at, on, the,
1: at, at the, uh, the, uh, uh right. council so, on foreign relations.
0: I'm not going to make the connection yet. But if I'm, def- I always look at it like if I had that case in a courtroom, how would I deal with that evidence? That's pretty damning. You know, it's like yeah. I've sat through plenty of, of prosecutions trying to defend cases where you hear that kind of circumstantial evidence. You're thinking, boy, that sucks. Yeek. Now I got to come up with some argument here. And what he's coming up with is this hollow nonsense that, uh, doesn't really add up. And I, if I were prosecuting Biden on this, I would do what, what the, uh, what, uh, Uh, Woodward and Bernstein did uh, with Nixon, follow the money, you know, Holderman said, follow the money, you know, you got to follow the money. And, And so if Hunter Biden is making millions, where did that money go? And you know what? It's still freaking happening. So I'm sure Brett, you'd like to have one of Hunter Biden's finger paint. Finger painting.
2: Sure, in, in your, come on, right, right next so. to the gorilla finger painting <laughs> like, and, the, and the elephant nose painting. And you have, know, yeah.
0: Hunter Biden's artwork landing, uh, yeah. and getting purchased by people who end up with positions <laughs> under Biden. Yeah. It's 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 lunacy. It's right. lunacy. And, yeah. and how is like I I look I you know say call it what you will at at the best case scenario if you follow that defense it's we call that money laundering. Uh, the worst <laughs> you know the worst is you're you're taking a bribe, and I, I think. The, Again, it's the hypocrisy of this. I always the other thing I always like to do is like, all right, if I if this were Trump, how would it be handled? Like, what would they say if it were Trump? Mm-hmm, you know, right. it, sure. It, it's. Uh,
1: I mean, they have they have Hunter. Uh, I mean, they have him saying, and they've got Biden co-located with him, saying, "Hey, I'm sitting right next to right next to him,
0: my father." So you got ten minutes to get this done right. Yeah, right. it's
1: Mr. Chinese guy, I need this bribe paid. Like right now, I'm waiting. If it's not done by the end of business today, deals off, we're not going to represent you. I mean, if that isn't participating in a bribery scheme, I don't know. And
0: he's got texts to his, I think it was his daughter who said, look, I've taken care of the family forever. Now it's your turn. Yeah. Until you do that. You know, it just is. um, The whole thing stinks. And it's always bugged me. I've said it. If you go all the way back to early, early lawyer talks, it always, I say, say the same thing. How are these people millionaires? Like, right? How are these people millionaires? Right. And and here, if it turns out that Biden is a millionaire, he's got three houses, one in the you know on the coast where it costs more than anything. uh, I, I'd like to know how he got that house.
1: Well, Comer, the guy looking into this for Jim and Jim Jordan, they're now now up to an estimated fifty million in bribes, and they say basically since they only know a piece of this, it could be as much as a hundred million.
0: Yeah, I, there's one guy I would not want crawling on my backside. And that'd be Jim Jordan. I mean, he just is. uh He just, he just does it sort of relentlessly. Well, and this,
1: this, this, uh, this, uh, hunting hunting coon dog of a Congressman, uh, James Comer. I mean, he, he has his teeth in Biden's, you know, but it is interesting to me that the first impeachment of Trump was because he made a phone call about this very matter Mm -hmm. about to, to, to Zelensky, a congratulatory, Hey, glad you won your election. You're the new prime minister of Ukraine. And by the way, I certainly hope you continue to investigate possible bribery by officials here in the United States uh to sway your government to do different things yeah okay and they, because because it, it Trump was i guess uh i mean they, they viewed that as oh you are you are uh, you are asking for an investigation of your potential uh, op opponent in the upcoming presidential election that's wrong right look, it, well what is this yeah no, what uh, is this that you're doing to Trump
0: it is uh I guess at the, the point you're, you're making the point I'm trying to make which is if this is reversed this would be the biggest case since you know the the Lindbergh kidnapping
1: and they impeach Trump for asking them to look into it yes yeah he right. didn't say yeah. find Biden Guilty. What's more offensive he said, to me? Look
0: into it. The most offensive to me, though, is like circling this back to some of the point where we started. Is that this story was intentionally squelched when it emerged before the 2020 election? When the when the laptop emerged, right? This the laptop is like the the, the Watergate break in. You yeah, know, it's yeah. like if you, yeah. it's like that would be like in back then Nixon saying, uh, and all the media saying don't look into this, it's all a fraud, it didn't really happen, these people didn't, you know, and, yeah. and, and squelching the story before the election. You know, it's like...
1: So Christopher Ray, in his testimony to Jim Jordan, he said in 2019, right, they knew that it was legitimate. It was his laptop. Yeah. So, they, so the FBI knew it, and they withheld that information during the campaign.
0: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so... Ah, uh, man. It, it, That's
1: it, manipulation.
0: It just, it, it this is like what you hear in, in third world countries with corrupt governments, you know? It's like, this right. is the kind of stuff you hear. It's like, it's, it's scary is, stuff.
1: This is General Noriega.
0: And if Biden can do it, folks, Trump can do it. If Trump can do it, the next president can do it. And if the next president can do it, it's probably too late because now the country's down the tubes yeah. with corrupt elections. Yeah. It's like, you can't tolerate this the truth has to come, it has to emerge the public deserved to know if the media wanted to break the story the public deserved to know what the hell was going on with that laptop would it have influenced votes i have no idea i have no idea if everybody knew about biden's uh, involvement with hunter biden or if this comes out maybe maybe not it may not have changed anything but the fact that it got squelched intentionally makes you wonder now it's like you know what well, that's where the conspiracies grow
1: Well, if the American people up until recently always believed the IRS, the FBI called balls and strikes, right? They Mm -hmm. didn't call balls and strikes depending on your political party. We had faith that they were, you know, regardless of how they voted, right? Personally in their own lives, that if you got audited or if you were pursued or you're subject to a subpoena, that that was done in a dispassionate, you know, unpolitical way.
0: Yeah. And, and this, the
1: American public now has lost faith. This, this, um, this, this is sort this of emerged, is terrible.
0: I'm not going to say it started because I don't, I can't say that for sure, but this emerged in very obvious part, uh, during the Obama years when he started to sick the IRS on, on uh, conservative organizations when, uh, all and deny a sudden,
1: them, uh, uh non profits, non-profits,
0: staff. but then there was other, there's uh, and anybody, auditing them. Yes. Anybody who's interested, go research the Gibson guitar factory. There's an interesting yes. story there about, we can talk about it at a different time, but, uh, Gibson took a little bit of, uh, took it on the chin, but, uh, go, go research that and get the truth behind that story. Vaguely,
2: vaguely remember that. Yeah. yeah uh, there, there's a
0: rule that like all of a sudden guitar makers couldn't import wood from South America. Yeah. It, 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 it Which go, destroyed
1: go their business for a while.
0: And they got prosecuted or the IRS or, or some, uh, some, not, some uh, agency came down on Gibson because Gibson had a stockpile of old wood that they bought beforehand. And I, know, I, I, I bumped into this not intentionally because I was building I was going to have a local guitar maker build me a classical guitar, and I couldn't, you know, they had the, the new rules on importing wood. But it's a pretty gross abuse of power. I
1: can get you some really nice loblolly pine. Well, no, yeah. thank you. That yeah. makes for a shit guitar, frankly. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: You know, one, one thing, I know we're tight on time, but one thing that happened very interesting to this entire Trump prosecution, in Pennsylvania, so Trump was sued by Pennsylvania election officials, uh, and this trial ha- had been proceeding along. They just, uh, the, the judge in Pennsylvania, uh, federal judge, just dismissed a bunch of the charges against Trump, On the theory of 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 executive privilege, that while in office, for actions committed by a president in office, short of murder, right, those kinds of things. Mm. But basically, executive privilege covers statements, covers even defamation. It covers all the bully pulpit stuff that a president would do while in office. He's allowed to even lie. He's allowed to make up stuff. He's allowed to speculate. He's allowed to do whatever. And they threw out these defamation charges against Trump in Pennsylvania just last week. And that, that may factor into this January
0: 6th. You know, as uh, a, case. as a constitutional, as studying constitutional law, back in law school, you would see these sort of historic cases like the Pentagon papers. Um, there was another, another, like the Nixon case, just interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, I sort of, I can envision a time, I hope, where our country still intact and, and humming along in about 20 or 30 years when a young law student is reading about this case, these cases that sort of made it up to the U.S. Supreme Court and were decided because it's like an opening. One of the things that always fascinated me or that really drew me in about the legal education was that this notion that you know the legal system in our country sort of reflects society and society reflects the legal system. And it's not always one way or another. It's sometimes both at the same time. And it's like a, it's like this little looking glass into history when you read these cases um, and, you know, go back and read some of these cases and you can sort of put yourself uh, in the moment. Like, what was the Pentagon Papers really all about? And, and, you know, it's it's it still has merit today as we talk about whistleblowers and people mm-hmm. uh, d- d- stealing doc, or, you know, d- or, uh, leaking documents and, and leaking information. Uh, we're we're trudging we're still on that same ground, except now it's with Trump. It really is uh, – it's really fascinating, and I think looking forward, hopefully, knock on wood, we still have a system similar to what we should have, and uh, it, these will just be
2: academic debates in 20 or 30 years. Yeah, this will be a course number at some university in 20 years. Yeah. The it Trump, will be. oh, the, oh. The Trump cases. I, well, yeah. Let's hope it is. Yeah. It's serious just for just for a Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We got a special election on Tuesday. Make sure you go out and vote. Yes. Ignore all ads. Research. (laughs) Research what it is. Research what it is. Ignore the ads.
0: Right. It's not just about abortion. It's not. There's more to it than that. And if if you're good with that, and you're not good, like
2: don't don't base it on that because there. And just to go on a little bit on that, you with the with the abortion has that what you always say we well we got to go do we got to do something we got to do something yeah and that's that to me feels. That's not a reason for this. It's, it, there this there are a lot that. of other things. Yeah. There are a lot of, and I know I'm the only one, probably the only one at the table. I'm going to vote no. I'm going to publicly say yeah. I think you guys are going yes, but I have my reasons. Yep, and no. and I, your your
0: reasons are valid too. And Norm and I have debated about You're, this yeah. in opposite. I think going back even long before any of this came emerged, where I always say it should be harder to change a constitution than not. You know, it's like the the, the otherwise you end up using the constitution as a second general assembly or a, se- a separate statutory scheme. And, and it shouldn't be, I, I, I hate that our constitution specifies the addresses of where casinos are or yeah. Yeah.
2: And well, and, and you know, to that point, and, and so this will be the only fact that I bring that I found that, you know, in the history of our, our revised constitution back in 1912, there have been 71 proposed amendments. Only 19 have been approved by the general public. Yep. So it's, it's, a, it's, you know, we're pretty judicious with it, but the general assembly is going to still continue their, you know, 51%. They've had a boatload. They've had 156 amendments proposed, 108 of them have been approved. The General Assembly has put more amendments on the Constitution right. than we have. And I, I That's just that, a point. That's just a point. That's and, just a
0: point to and think I think about. the General Assembly's job should not be to amend the Constitution. It right. Should be, it should be
2: to – They should do, go and be under the 60-40 rule then too. Right. Yeah, so I – You know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I find it's just it, one point uh, that it's like, think about it. I, I'm not trying to – Influence. I just like it's a point to think about. I I I,
0: I am going to always vote in favor of making it harder to amend a foundational document than not. And if this is only an incremental step in that direction, so be it. At least yeah. it's one step. And I am sorry and I hate it that somehow abortion landed. I know. I know. In the middle of this, it it, it 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 shouldn't have, um, mm-hmm. but it did. So I that's agree. how it's sort of like when Bernie was, was like, yeah, yeah. It's too bad that that's how it's pitched, but that's what it is. Yeah. I don't think it's going to pass. I think most people are going to vote no in Ohio. I'm going to vote for it. Um for the reasons I said. Yeah. And and I, I it's funny because I said this months and months, last year. We, even before any of this emerged, I, I would say we should not amend the Constitution for this kind of nonsense. I think we were talking about uh mm-hmm. I forget if it maybe vape or maybe something. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it, yeah. It, yeah. It's like the, yeah. it's not a constitutional and, amendment, and, folks.
2: It's a law. And and the state will survive with whatever we decide. Yeah, that's not gonna take us it, it, It's not. No, exactly. Not going to take exactly. Exactly. But, yep anyway
0: uh well with that we're going to wrap it up it is common sense ohio coming at you right here from channel 511 and you know if you want to be a sponsor we've got a couple that are lined up i know i've threatened this we've got spaces created and uh uh, I've got somebody who is uh, going to start very, very soon. If you want to be a sponsor, you can do that too. Just look us up common sense, Ohio If you want to talk about something, guess where common sense, show.com. Uh, if you want to read norm norms blog, which I highly recommend that you do. And Brett's blog, same mine. Well, it'd be a quick read, but you can go check that out too. It doesn't exist. Uh, common sense, where we are coming at you right from the middle each and every week, at least until.